You are listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, located in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. For some reason since childhood, I have, I have always kept a list of things I could not do. Other kids may make lists of things that they can do, but I was not the most optimistic child. There were three columns. In the left, the thing I had deemed I could not do. In the center, why I could not do the thing. And on the right, what I had to do in order to do the thing that I couldn't do. It was amazing to see a long list at such a young age, and even now, at the age of 26. And I'm sure that some of you have also made such lifts for yourself. It seems that these days, and in the days of the disciples, we are all overwhelmed. And our list of things we cannot do have begun to reflect that. In this particular exchange, Jesus tells the disciples to complete what they deem an impossible task of forgiving someone seven times a day. That surely would be hard for me to do. And in our times, you have survived nearly three years of pandemic. But are you ready for more hard things? Flu season? The next variant? You have done the hard thing of paying your bills in this tumultuous economy and working hard to provide for your family. But are you ready for the thought of a recession? Another rising percent of inflation? Another unexpected medical bill? We simply cannot take another overwhelming, anxiety-invoking event. And as if Jesus is egging me on, Jesus says, have faith. The disciples and us, overwhelmed, say, damn, Jesus, that is going to take some supernatural power. Increase our faith. Yes, forgiveness is a hard thing to do, but I don't think Jesus is just talking about forgiveness here. I think he's talking more expansively about hard things. And I think that it is about the everyday hard things that we have come to believe we cannot We cannot stop natural disasters. We cannot stop addiction. We cannot heal our traumas. We cannot do hard things. And as this list runs through your head and through my head and yours, we know that these are the lies that the evil one tells us. We know that these are the self-sabotaging lies. These are the lies that rub us, rob us of our mustard seeds. Because our entire beings know that we can do hard things. About a year ago from today, I entered the valley of the shadow of death. And I have to admit, it was partially of my own devising. A little over a year ago, I weighed 479 pounds. People described me as big and bubbly, but the only only part that was true was the big part. 
The bubbly was merely a facade. To be honest, I was depressed beyond belief, and my addiction to food to cope from the pain and depression and anxiety was literally killing me. My size grew, and the list of health conditions did as well. I don't like to, but when I talked to the doctors and staff from back then, it now dawns on me on just how serious things were. I was 22 with high blood pressure. I had sleep apnea since turning 18. My asthma was out of control. I was winded just standing up or walking. And the real kicker, the doctor had put me on a medication because my resting heart rate was above 100 beats per minute. At 25, they literally had to put me on a beta blocker to force stop the out-of-control train in my chest. And even in the midst of all that seriousness, I was convinced that everything was fine. And then within a two-month span of September and October, my faking it till I make it finally collapsed, and thanks be to God. I literally could not go on. My size had cost me a job. My size had caused me my, cost me my health, both mental and physical. It had cost me some relationships, and it had cost me my faith. There was no reason to go on. There was no faith in myself and certainly no faith in God. So one day, as I sat in Death's Valley, I screamed to God, I can't do this. I can't continue on like this, otherwise I will die. I can't do this hard thing on my own. Increase my faith. Save my life. Save me. Now I have to admit, I am not very fond of people using miracle and supernatural language. But one night, a night I still cannot explain, something, energy, the universe, Christ, crawled down into my valley, touched and took hold of my shoulder. What was scary is that this had also happened in my childhood at an evangelical weekend retreat with a praise band. So the immediate sarcastic thing in my head, even if I'm down in the valley, is damn, why are these two events being connected, God? Come on now. But all joking aside, I felt that hand on my shoulder and something inside of me shifted. Like the light switch was turned on. It felt like those moments we have when everything just clicks into place out of all the chaos kind of like liturgy here. And it was that day that I first encountered my mustard seed, my small, ordinary, uninspiring faith. It looked puny and naked, and I was convinced it could not possibly lead to new life. I could not explain it, but I could only experience it in my body. It was as if I held out my faith, my mustard seed in my hand in front of me, and looked back at Christ and said, I don't think this is enough for what I have to do. I don't think this will be enough. 
And with the calmest, warmest assurance, Christ said, it is enough with me. As I stand in front of you today and as you stand in front of me, despite our doubts, despite our kicking and screaming, despite our weak little faith, our faith has been enough with Christ. And my faith being enough because of Christ is the only way we can stand in front of each other today. I literally could not have come this far without it. I would not have lost over 200 pounds in less than 10 months without Christ's faith, coupled with the only mustard seed I could muster. I could not continue to slay the dragons of food addiction and childhood trauma without something greater than myself, a power that when coupled with mine literally moves mountains and wrenches life out of my deck. Without your mustard seed, faith, and Christ, you could not have come this far. More recently in March, I felt Christ's hand on my shoulder again. But this time, it was your hands. Your hands here at my installation. It was the hands of believers across states at my ordination. It was you. It was us who had the audacity to believe that our faith truly is enough with Christ. The bad news is our faith alone is insufficient. The good news is the faith of Christ is sufficient. And my dear friends, our mustard seeds have been and are enough with the living Christ. Our minuscule faith is enough with Christ. For it is Christ who overcame death and the power of the grave. It is Christ and the Creator and the Holy Spirit who have picked up our dust and made beautiful things out of it, who made us out of it. For it is the triune God who has brought us and our ancestors from bondage into freedom time and time again, even with our ordinary, seemingly too small of mustard seeds. For it is our mustard seed faith nurtured and multiplied by the triune God that has gotten us this far along the way. And the hour is key. Hour. This is not just about my faith, your faith, no. It is about our faith. It is about Christ's faith. For we are all the body of Christ. Not one of our mustard seeds is enough. For our mustard seed needs other mustard seeds and needs the very source of faith, Jesus, who we proclaim is the Christ. Christ can accomplish the extraordinary with our ordinary. One of my favorite artists is Pink. And the lyrics from her song, I Am Here, really resonate with a mustard seed faith. She sings, may the light be upon me. May I feel it in my bones that I am enough. I can make anywhere home. My fingers are clenched, my stomachs in knots. My heart is racing, but afraid I am not. I am here. I am here. 
I've already seen the bottom, so there's nothing to fear. I know that I'll be ready when the devil is near. Because I am here. I am here. All of this wrong, but we're still right here. We don't have the answers, but the question is clear. We are called to embody this mustard seed faith in this beautiful and broken world. It is our honor and obligation to hold out our ordinary mustard seed faith with a smile on our face as the world looks at us and points and laughs and calls us crazy. For they simply do not understand. Well, my own ego does not understand. But Jesus whispers into our ears, it is enough with me. In Paul's letter to the Romans, we rest in the assurance that we were therefore buried with Christ through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead for the glory of the Creator, we too may live new life. We have already seen the bottom, so there is nothing to fear. May it be so. Amen. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. If you would like to support the ongoing ministry of our church, please visit our website at houseforall.org and click on Give.